Oh, there it is. Yep. Shaky leg syndrome. Yep. I'm sweating too. I mean, how's that different than any other day? I don't know. Hey, uh, what's going on, everybody? My name is Sean. I'm your host. Uh, Kirk? Kirk, you there? Hello. Nope. nope. Oh, well, I'm the permanent guest, Jeremy. Yeah. Welcome to the Rando Podcast. We're the random podcast crew, and we're happy that you joined us. Well, we're two of the three rando Two of us. Crew. Kirk is out for the week, and we're missing him. He's he's here in spirit. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll try and make sure some uh, silly questions come out of yep. Kirk's spiritual self. Yeah, Kirk had a, he's he's doing a little hiatus, spending some time with the family, making sure he takes care of that, so. So, if you guys don't know, we're, we're in New Braunfels, Texas, and he drove to Alabama. Alabama. Drove it, girl. With, uh, with his 16-year-old daughter. Oh my goodness! In her car. That's Ooh. a long drive. I mean, just the That's, drive itself is a long way. The drive itself is long, and I guarantee you, like he had, he had Abigail drive at least a, a good amount. No, probably not the majority, but a good yeah. amount. I mean, I would. That's scary. That's sleep. You you would sleep with your with a. Girl who's had her driver's license, let alone. Well, no, two I don't months? have a teenage. I don't have a teenage daughter. But if someone was driving, I'd sleep. But what if it was your teenage daughter? I don't have one. But if you had one, I mean, that's subjective. Ask me in fifteen years or twenty years. I don't know. Whenever, from the time I have a kid, oh, how about ask if, me seventeen years after that? What if Abigail was driving? I would sleep. So if she was driving you. Yep. It was just the two of you, and she was driving you somewhere. You would just sleep on the road. Yeah, I got good insurance. <laughs> that has nothing to do with it. It has 100% to do with it. I feel safe with her driving. Now, see, that has everything to do with it. I feel safe. The insurance has nothing to do with it. Right. Because if you're in her car, it's her insurance, not even yours. Oh. It has nothing to do with your insurance. I just like to sleep in the car. I mean, so do I. Speaking of cars, last week we talked about three great tips of buying a car. Go back if you if you're if this is the first time you're joining us, we appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. Yeah, episode thirty two. We've had some good episodes. Actually, we've had some phenomenal episodes. Had some great episodes. Feel good series. Check the feel good series out. Feel good stories was fantastic. Yep. And I think we did have so today's a special a special episode. It's, um, I think we 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 got our good friend Dan Bedford here with us. Say hello, Dan. How's everyone doing? Yeah, that's Dan. And I think Dan. I don't remember if you were going to be on the Feel Good series. I think we had chatted about it, but I don't know why. I think because we only had four four episodes. So. Yeah. But today, we are actually in Dan's gym. We are in. We are, we are remote. We are remote. It's the uh, DB Fitness uh, soft opening, right? Mm, yep, yeah. soft opening. We were going to do a bench and a burger, um, uh, minus the burger, but we did some bench pressing today. We did lots of bench pressing. Sean is very upset about that burger, by the way. Look I, at him. I know. He's pretty upset I, about it. My that. heart hurts because I love, I love to eat. Especially burgers. We're yeah. going to have to have a burger burn at the house. We'll do a burger burn. Uh, but Dan, Dan Bedford is the owner, founder of, of BD Fitness. Uh, Dan, tell us, tell us a little about, about yourself. Yeah, well, just a little bit about myself. Uh, you know, I come from, I would say, like a athletic family, thanks to my dad. You know, my dad always pushed me in working out in sports. And uh, I just decided this back in 2006. So DB Fitness uh, 
I was remote, always working out of my garage since 2006, training athletes of all ages. And then uh, finally, it just kind of blew up for me. My wife's like, hey, you know what? I'd like to have a garage someday where I could park my <laughs> van in. Yeah. <laughs> so I decided, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to open up and uh, and just do it, you know, and just open up business. And I was kind of scared, to be honest with you, during these challenging times with COVID, pandemic going on. I, people thought I was crazy to open up business during this time. Right. But uh, I just, I took it. You know, I'm not afraid of anything. I've been competing in powerlifting for years. I love football. I'm a diehard Penn State fan, so forgive me there. But uh, other than that, man, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about DB Fitness in the future. Cool. So definitely thanks for allowing me to come on your show here, Sean. Sure. I'm excited. Absolutely. We're, we're happy to have you here. Yeah. So with uh, DB Fitness, you said it started in 2006. 2006 out in California. Yep. Because I'm uh, active duty Air Force. Thank you for uh, your service. Yeah, well, actually AGR, but I don't want to get into too much of it and people get confused reserves and active duty and everything yeah, we're, you're, you're good. but i'm air force but uh, it all started back in uh california is where it started yep so 2006 you're how old 2006 when well, i'm bad in math so i'm an old mm-hmm. fart now yeah, Sean, i'm gonna so date, date you there yeah, for I'm a second 44 years old so okay 2006 i was a semi young man i guess yeah so i would say uh but you were in the air force then were you no i uh was marine corps actually yeah Yeah, i was active duty marine until 2007 i was in camp pendleton and then uh some friends of mine told me hey dan you might want to try out the air force reserve and you know i was an old salty younger marine at the time and i was like oh man i can't do that air force reserve but then my dad was in the army and he's like you know what son the Air Force is the way to go. You should really try it out. And you know what, Sean? It was the best decision I ever made. Yeah. So I went in the Air Force Reserve, and then, uh, yeah, then I got into uh, active recruiting, so like active reserve full-time. And, uh, yeah, and now here I am in San Antonio working, uh, doing some marketing for the Air Force right now, and uh, I truly love my Air Force job. I love serving, mm-hmm. and uh, I love giving back and serving my community. So this soft opening was awesome. Anything yeah. that's free is good. <laughs> and today when I saw those young kids doing my mini obstacle course running through. Oh, that was fantastic. That was awesome, you know, and then we did some bench pressing at the end, and you know me, I love benching. So, uh, so yeah. How that kid, what was he, 11th grade? Yeah, my buddy, uh, the, the guy that took it first place yeah. today was 11th grade, my buddy Garrett. And, uh, yeah, he's a strong kid, 11th grade. I mean, he bench pressed 250, and he just missed 275. He's only, and he's, what, 215? Yeah. Pounds? Yeah. So that's that's a good that's a good bench when you're in high school. Whenever, oh, that's a fantastic bench. Whenever you have someone in high school benching four plates, you know, two plates on each side, I like to call it, or two sore lids on each side. It's a good thing, you know. But what's really impressive, I got to highlight that young kid, Jordan. That yeah, I'm the training. eighth grader. Eighth grade bench presses 235. I mean, this kid has a bright future. I'm really excited to train him, too, because at DB Fitness, you know, we're not like Gold's Gym or those bigger franchises. You know, we're just, I call it a nice little mom and pop hole in the wall, but we get after it and, uh, you know, just do one-on-one training. Bigger, faster, stronger concept. What That's- What is it about training that, I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. So, oh, so yeah. what is it about fitness and, and, and powerlifting that really gets your, your blood going? Uh, you know what? It's, you know, I, I call it getting in the zone, Sean. I, I like working out for a couple of reasons. One is it's free stress relief. 
we all could probably use stress relief right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, with our current times we're in, your job, being at home, uh, wives and everything. Hopefully my, my wife's not watching this, but wives and everything. But sometimes we could have stress in our lives, so it's good to work out and get that stress out, you know. But uh, powerlifting for me, though, is uh, it, it just brings the best out of you, man. Like It's one rep, all you could give. And I like to call it you either hang on the mountain or you fall off the mountain. And I always like living on the edge. I was always a type A, still I'm a type A personality type of guy. Uh, I'm a do or dieer, do or die. So powerlifting's do or die. You either get the lift or you don't. So I just, I love powerlifting. You know? mm-hmm. So when, when did you start powerlifting? It's funny. Uh, I, was res- I was a wrestler in high school and I played football in high school too. And my, my old wrestling coach, uh, Coach Gentileza, his name was from Scranton, Pennsylvania. So if you ever heard a show, The Office, that's my hometown there in Scranton. That, there you go. Yep, the good old office show. But, uh, you know, he saw me working out with weights that, you know, I was lifting weights that offensive linemen are lifting. You know, pound for pound, I was always, you know, slinging and slanging some weights around. He's like, man, you should really try powerlifting out. And that's when I all first started in high school, and I took a couple national championships as a high schooler, number one in the country three times wow. for the bench press. And then I, you know, started working, married, having kids, took a layoff, then I maybe hit one or two competitions. And finally, I'm 44 years old. People are like, hey, Coach Dan is what people call me. Why are you still bench pressing? Why are you still powerlifting? Go eat some cheeseburgers, relax, and have a beer. What are you doing, you know? And uh, I just I just love the competition. I'm not done yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I'm back into it again, so. Well, yeah, so speaking of that, I, I heard uh, you broke a Texas State record yesterday. Yeah, I, I broke a Texas State record, uh, which I'm, was nice. It's uh, well, What did you break that record? What was the poundage that you the, broke? The poundage was uh, for my age. It, I right. competed in the Masters Division, 40 to 44-year-old. It was 264 pounds raw. And wow. it's not like what you do in a gym when you see guys just rifling, springing the weight off your chest. Right. I mean, when you got guys looking at your butt, that's kind of uncomfortable anyway. <laughs> but when you got guys watching to make sure your butt's not coming off the bench, mm-hmm. your head's not moving, feet still, and then that pause at the bottom. Because it's a one-second pause? Yeah, one or even two seconds. It really depends on the judge. I tell you what, it feels like a damn old-school 1972 Buick sitting on your chest. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's hard. So, so anyway, I broke that record. And then I heard... I rebroke it. I was like, I heard, and then I heard uh, you broke a national record uh, well, soon the, after that. Yeah, well, the, the national record, I went for 238 pounds, and which was a great lift. But what happened was uh, they didn't give me the lift at the end afterwards. Was it, no, it was 298. 298. My bad. What did I say? 238. Oh, 230. Jeez, oh, I'm really under uh, doing myself. Yeah, yeah, 298. Well, that's why you're in the Masters. Yeah, that's why I'm in the Masters. <laughs> you lose your, your thinking in the old age, but I always tell people, like, my lifts today may not be where they were when I was younger, because mm-hmm. my top lift I ever did was 200. I'm not my bad again. I'm losing my poundage. It was 363 pounds at 160 pounds was the best I ever did. What age was that? I was like 31 years old. Now wow. I'm 44. Uh, I may get back up to that again, but it's not bad being that I just started. You think, and, you'll, uh, be, you think you'll be able to do that at the same weight? Yeah, I'm going I'm to see, man. I'm going to give it a shot. I mean, I, my next goal is probably hit 315, 335 range and take it from there. But well, like I tell anyone, though, it's 
it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. Absolutely. Especially with powerlifting, you got to take care of your body is what's key. And as long as I am healthy and I can still sling some iron around, it may not be as much weight as I did when I was younger, but I'm still, hey, when you're still breaking records at my age and I've been doing this over 25 years of powerlifting, I'll take it. Well, even outside of powerlifting, you broke a, a curling record. Oh, geez, I forgot about that too. Yeah, AAU. I have a, I currently still have, you could look up online for my weight class again, the light men's division, I call it, right? But I did, uh, I curled half my body weight 19 times in a minute, and I actually have a world record doing that in a strict curl. That's, have you seen online all the strict curl videos that's going on now? I haven't seen, but I always love following C.T. Fletcher, man. That guy is unreal. And that's what kind of got me in a strict curl. You see him almost blowing his arms out with like 225 on the bar, whatever the heck he does, curling. And I'm like, man, I, I think I want to do that too. So You know, uh, heard of Larry Wheels? Oh, yeah. Larry so Wheels, I'm, big time. I'm pretty sure Larry's going to try and, try and break the world record for strict curl. Well, I think currently it's, I think current strict record is 298 for one, one time strict curl. That is, and the guy was three fifteen, and I think Larry Larry Wheels is gonna eventually gonna go for it because I mean he was doing two sixty, and like like wasn't training for it. That's just what he could do. Oh yeah, that's Larry insane. Wheels, Larry Wheels is an insane. I can't individual. I can't wait to see him do that. So you're breaking all these records. You know we'll back up, and you know there's some guys that go to the gym that they they're ate up just from that right. They just yeah. love moving iron around. Yeah, but you you take it a whole another level because. Now you want to open up your gym. I mean, you take time away from yourself when you start training other people, and then you put you put your own personal goals, I guess, set aside when you, you know, you start your own facility, right? So what is it about owning your own gym now? You know, you've been in your garage for decades, yep, and you've you finally got the capital. You finally, especially in COVID, right, of all yeah, times, yep. um, what is it? What does it mean to you now to to have your own facility, and now you can train some of these younger folks. Absolutely. The, the biggest thing about me now is like, you know, I've been training all these years, Sean. It's, it's like I tell anyone, same thing that sometimes when we're at work, right? You know, if I'm holding the knowledge that I've learned over 25 years and I'm not sharing that with others around me, then what good am I, right? Like, I've been powerlifting, man. I have, I have people nationally that fly and drive into me just to train with me, even if it's a day. I kid you not, which is kind of cool. It makes me feel good, right? Some uh, some NFL people. Yeah, some NFL. I got prior Major League Baseball players I train. And uh, it's special. It's, it's a different – it's a mindset, Sean. It's not just you come in and you work out in the gym and, and see what you bench, right? I work on the mental part of it, which, you know, I went to school. I got my master's degree in sports psychology, so I call it a mind-body connection. So I'm really big into when someone says they can't do something, I, I can't stand that word, I can't you can do it, you know, and sometimes I have athletes come into me with a blown out knee or blown out back. Hey, you know, I was told I could never play baseball or I can't play football again. Of course you can, you can do it. It's all mental. It's all mental and you could do it. So I would call myself more than a physical trainer or sports trainer. I'm more of a mental coach, really. Mm -hmm. I love when people, when I, when I pull out people's weaknesses and make them their best. That's what makes me excited when I could share my knowledge and bring out the best of people. And uh, that's, that's where it's at. That's fantastic. I mean, it's, it's one thing to have the drive to better yourself. Yep. I mean, it's, I think it's a fantastic thing. I mean, I'm, I currently 
You know, I mean, you know my story, yep. and John, and everything. So I, I had that drive, and I've done that. But it's a total different drive to bring out the best in others. It's hard, and it's not, and it's not easy because when you have the drive for yourself, that's one thing. That's it's very easy to put everything you want into yourself. It's, I think it's easier to do that than it is to try and put everything into multiple people and try and bring out the best in others. And I think it's a fantastic thing, and it's a it's a great trait to have. And so it's, it's a trait that not a lot of people have. Not at all. And, you know, you talk about drive and Sean, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, people ask me like, you know, Coach Dan, you're 44. I'm going to be 45 years old. Why are you competing? Where's, you know, you see, God, man, like I wish I had your drive, your energy. And a lot of it, you know, I'll share some personal stuff, but a lot of it comes from my son. My son, Danny, was born with cerebral palsy. He was born one pound, 10 ounces. When I held my son Danny in the palm of my hand, his butt was like in the middle of my hand. His head was on my middle finger and his legs dangled over my palm. And when Danny was born, this is where my drive all came from. I had doctors telling me, hey, your son has a 10% chance to live and he's probably gonna have some type of diagnosis and he's, he's never gonna walk. You know, he's gonna have permanent disabilities and it really bothered me that's where I get my drive from because guess what my son did he may not walk like us you know but he walks with a walker and he could walk with a cane and he lettered in swimming so I worked with my son I never forget the first time I took him down to the swimming pool and the swimming coach looked at me I forget the guy's name but anyway it's not he looked at me and he saw my son get out of the car he's like well, where's your son he wants to try out for swimming my son's walking down with a walker and I could tell the guy didn't want to tell me, like, hey, man, it's swimming. I don't know, liability, you know. But I said, hey, just give my son a chance. I'll help him get in the pool. But when he's in the pool, although my son only has the ability with one arm and one leg, half his body, and he swam a 50-meter freestyle, and he did it. He jumped in the pool, swam, and you know what? He took last place in every swim meet, but I always tell my son, and I tell my kids today, and I tell anyone watching, it's not about first place. I may have a lot of gold medals. It's about starting something and finishing it. Absolutely. And I tell everyone that, and that's the key. And my son, he has so much drive, but he gave me my drive. When people ask me why I'm working out, why I'm opening up a gym, where I get my drive from, I get it from my son because he's living, he's breathing, he's walking, and we conquered all those goals together. Yeah, well, let's switch to motivation because I think that's powerful to think about. So the last few weeks, I think we've all experienced through the this COVID crisis, you know, you go in these ups and downs where you kind of find yourself in a rut, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, I've got a good friend who has been doing it in the last few days, and he sends me these motivation. Y'all have seen the motivation what are the, on YouTube, right, where you've got yeah. all these. Yeah. You, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, I've been listening to him during my workouts, and – Golly, and it talk talk about relighting a fire in me. Oh yeah, and I think it's important to kind of to put things in perspective and what you know. One, identify what is it that you want. Yep. Declaring your goal, right? Yep. Two, how are you going to get there? Yep. And then something key that you figured out in in training is anyone can train to do something. You're right. Anyone can do anything they yep. set their mind to. However, yep. the magic is when you can pass that on to someone else and then they succeed right that, that's the matter it's like there's a saying anyone can make a million bucks but can you make can you help someone else make another a, a million 
That's the that's the hard part, right? So in coaching, and you're you know from the time that I've met you, you're always coaching, you're always teaching, you're yeah. always um, listening, and, and and say, hey man, you can get from X to X as long as you put forth the effort. So, Jeremy, you you, you know you went through a few a year of of a life changing. What what was it that kept you motivated? So what kept me motivated was wanting to. There, there's so there's so much that went into that. It was the betterment of myself because I knew that if I kept going the direction I was going, I wouldn't I wouldn't make it. There's no way like with this the lifestyle I was in and lifestyle like that turned me into 300 plus pounds. You can't keep that lifestyle and then expect to be around for a long time. And when I look at when I looked at that, and I was and I realized that realized where I was and realized where I was heading. I realized like if I want to be around, to be around to like watch my, watch my nephews and my nieces grow up, watch like spend time with my wife and be able to do the things that I want to do, and you know maybe some someday have a family of my own or start a family or be able to if I start one actually be able to be there. I mean if you don't. If you don't take care of yourself, you ain't going to have any of that. And the fact was is that I realized uh, halfway through that there's, there's part of me that, like, I used, to be, I used to be a coach. I used to coach gymnastics. I loved it. I loved coaching. I loved promoting other people. And then I, and I also realized that, you know, there's, there's no way I'll ever benefit anybody else if I can't bring myself to benefit myself first. I have to put myself in a position where I can, I can be the motivation to push other people. You got to put your mask on first. Exactly. Yeah. You can't be Batman while just sitting at the house being Bruce Wayne. You got to put the ma- You got to put the mask on and go out there and do do the work. I just I came over that because you put the mask on. I'm sorry. I just, it's okay. You you love Batman. I do. Yeah. Cool story, bro. He's the he's the only superhero that has no superpowers. Boom. <laughs> Dang. He did it through hard work. Yeah. But I mean, outside I mean, who's your favorite superhero, Dan? My favorite superhero. You know what? Back to my son. My son wrote a book. How about that? We didn't even talk about that. Called Shadow Phantom Begins. You can look it up online. So my favorite superhero character is the character my son thought of himself and designed called Shadow Phantom. Okay. So when you get a chance, look it up. It's called Shadow Phantom Begins by Daniel Bedford. My favorite character is the one my son made called Shadow Phantom. He has some good powers, too. Okay. Yep. So we know... Sean, uh, who's your favorite superhero? Yeah, what is your Sean? I'm curious. What's your... Superhero? Yeah. Yeah, your favorite superhero. This is my favorite thing, is I give him a question he doesn't know where it's coming from, and it takes him forever. Batman? You can't... <laughs> I mean, Batman's not my favorite. So, I mean, if you want, if you want Batman to be your, favorite, I'm not very creative here. I would say if I had to choose, because we've already talked about superpowers. Yeah, yeah but we're not talking about superpowers. We're talking about superhero. Who's your favorite superhero? You know what? Growing up, yeah, we'll go uh, Superman. There you go. You can't deny super. Uh, Superman's great. He was awesome. Oh though, yeah, yeah. What was his name? Reeves. What was his first name? Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was awesome. Big fan. Oh, yeah, Christopher Reeves did a fantastic job as Superman. Yeah. Who's your favorite Superman actor? 
See, who do you think's played the the best Superman? So it's Ooh. hard because, like, I mean, honestly, yeah. it's hard to deny the original. I mean, Christopher Reeve obviously was not the original Super Superman. He was not. I think he did a fantastic job. I think he was the closest, closest to where, where it was in the uh, the comic books to real life. I think he did a fantastic job in that transition period because they didn't make it too gimmicky. Like right. Like too gimmicky of comic book. It was more he realistic. he brought it. Yeah, he brought it to life. He brought it to life. Yeah, he wasn't the first, but I think he did it the best from where that was. Um, but man, uh, Henry Cav- Henry Cavill did a fantastic job. I loved Man of Steel. That movie was awesome. They, I think they made Man of Steel a little bit more realistic because that's what would that would have happened. Like I mean, they blew up a whole, basically all Metropolis blew up. That's what would have happened if two powerhouses actually clashed, clashed. So, I mean, that was a really cool movie. But Christopher Reeves was the original. And I don't think there would have been a Henry Cavill without Christopher Reeves. So, it's kind of hard to take that away from him. I kind of feel the same way about Batman. I loved Christian Bale as Batman. Uh, it was really cool. The Dark Knight trilogy, the whole the whole series was really cool. Um, especially, like, the very last one. Because, like, it wasn't... He wasn't just, oh, I'm, I, I got hurt a whole bunch and I'm fine. No, like, he was having to put, like extra pieces on his legs so he can move him right. He had to fix his back, I mean, because he got broken all over the place. But Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton was a oh, fantastic Batman. I agree. I totally agree. I concur. Yep. Who's your favorite superhero? So, growing up, I was a huge fan of X-Men. Loved X-Men growing up. Uh, and probably Wolverine was by far one of my favorite if you want to call him a superhero, because I would think I would call him, call him a superhero, Wolverine was probably by far my favorite growing up. Uh, it's just just really cool dude. You know, like, I think a superhero, and I got my brain going, I'm like, man, besides Shadow Phantom, who would be my superhero growing up? I'm trying to think. Would you call Spider-Man a superhero? Absolutely, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man wasn't. Was I'd probably go Spider-Man. Absolutely. I just think that's freaking cool as hell when he just has that web and he shoots it off other buildings and swings around and takes out bad guys and gets away from bad guys. I think that's pretty cool. Spider-Man and Venom. Venom's the Venom's cool too. Well, Venom was a, a villain. villain, but he's pretty cool. I mean, he still got superhero powers. Yep. He just chose yeah, he's to be. He's not a superhero. He's a super <laughs> On the dark side he is. No, no. No, he's a super villain. <laughs> super villain whatever. There's two different things. Hero <laughs> villain, there's two different things. They're not they're not All right, let's bring this back to BD Fitness. Um <laughs> All right, so you're open now. Um, yeah, I'm All right, open. you're open, and get the doors open. It's a beautiful gym. Uh, you've got some phenomenal. I, I feel like I can come in here and get some work done. I mean, work. <laughs> so yeah, how much weight do you think is in here? Oh, geez. If I add up everything I have, at least thirty five hundred pounds of weights, and then I got all the knickknacks. I love strongman stuff. By the way, I love mm-hmm. my yoke. I just purchased the yoke's fantastic. I got oh, to yeah. I got to get under it today. It was it was really cool. Are yeah. you, do you plan on getting the um, Atlas Stone? Yeah, the Atlas Stone. I actually just ordered the uh, the mold. The mold for it, yes. So when I get the mold, oh. it's like a pancake. Yeah. Right? So I put the concrete mix in there, make my own Atlas Stone. What's really cool is there's a section where you could put your business image on it. So I'm going to have my Very own DB cool. Fitness Atlas Stones. What pay, uh, What's the weight of the stone? I think it's 40, it goes by kilograms, so it's a weird weight, Sean. It's like yeah. 43 pounds or something like yeah. that. Are you saying Wait, that? 43 pounds or 43, 43 kilograms? 
43 pounds, whatever kilograms that is. I need a kilogram chart. It's like 20. Yeah, yeah 20. probably 20 or whatever. Yeah, 20 it is. kilograms. If I if I remember my. But yeah, I got uh, I got some really cool ja- gadgets in here, Sean. F- for real, like I, mean, I have this linebacker squat. I mean, we machine got the linebacker squat. We got the linebacker squat. We got the yoke. We got some competition bench. We got deadlift platform. Oh yeah. I mean, we got the on the, and on. The, the pull pull and push sled sleds. Yeah, kettlebells to bumper plates. We got calibrated uh, Sa- powerlifting plates. Safety squat bar. Safety squat bar. I mean, I could. I know I'm forgetting probably fifty percent more, but I got a lot of stuff. So yeah. as you as you built this thing out, what do you think some of the challenges you face the last few months as you opened this thing up during COVID? Uh, the, I didn't know what was going to happen to the economy. I mean, they could shut back down again. I mean, when I thought about doing this, Sean, was probably about six months ago when things were a lot worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, things were shut down. So, uh, yeah, four or six months ago is when I kind of got the thought and got it rolling. And I just put my game plan to better. And, you know, I, it's like when I coach these kids, high school kids, I tell them, I'll train you and bring out the best in you. I'll find what makes you spark, but you got to bring your lunch pill. You got to bring your lunch pail. You got to bring your food, your lunch pail, and come to work. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the mentality that I brought into my business. I figured I, I had probably nine out of ten people tell me, Sean, not to do it. So that's a 90%. Yeah. They're like, are you crazy during COVID? You want to open up business? I mean, shouldn't you wait next year and save your money up and do that? And I just felt in my heart that the time is now. And I'm, I'm not afraid to do anything. I think, I think opening up a business depending on the business and depending on your business plan and the market. And yep. I mean, obviously there's all these different variations. Yep. Uh, if you get, if you do it right and you come out breaking even where all these other businesses are closing and shutting down and then you build a reputation, you're going to come out next year stronger. Oh, you're not kidding. I yeah. mean, I, I mean, there can, could be another BD fitness in town. I'll be honest with you, Sean, like right now it's, I've been blessed as well. I could tell you, like we just had a soft opening today. I kid you not. I have so many people trying to get in touch with me and they want me to train them and I feel bad because I, I'm literally almost 100% booked already. And you still have a full-time job. Yeah. Another I, job. Yeah. So I'm training people early in the morning before work, working all day, getting my lunch pail ready and coming after work and training kids and, and athletes too. I mean, some, some guys I have in here, yeah, years of professional experience there's no dollar tag on that so when you align yourself i always tell people when you align yourself with positive people positive things happen well because so i mean uh, something to piggyback off of what sean was saying is like i think when you're talking about starting a business any business you can do all the market research you want you can do this and you can bring this stuff but to me the one thing that will outweigh like a bad start or whatever is, is the drive to keep it going. If you're not motivated enough yep. to push your business or push anything about it and you just, you know, you're just starting something like, ah, I have this idea. I'm just going to see where it goes. You know, and may, may, yep. maybe, maybe it'll be good. Maybe it won't, but that's not, that's not what you did. No, nope. you, you were getting told, you were getting told not to do this by Correct. 90% of people. And you're like, no, it's like, there's something, there's something inside that's telling me this is right. And I'm going to push it. And you pushed it and you don't, and you didn't stop. Now, so the thing about it is, is you could, you could be that same person. You started and then you're like, ah, maybe they were right. Yeah. And then you took, and then you just turned around and then boom, you, your, your business would have been done. 
Yep. Your business could have been done five months ago because, you know, maybe you didn't get the clientele you wanted right when it started or this, that, or, you know, you didn't get the, like you, this wasn't, this wasn't your first choice of building. This was like what? Number three, <laughs> probably more than that. Sean, I'll tell you that. Yeah. We yeah, talked so, a few times. So, I mean, like you could have been discouraged way before and you could, it could have never gotten off the ground. But the fact was that there was something inside that drove you and motivated you to keep going. And to me, that's, that's something that will always, it's like, like you said, you bring your lunch pail, you, you, you put in the work. You got to put the work in. And that's, that drive will save or promote your business more than anything. Yeah. And not just business. I mean, it can be any aspect of, of life, but you have to have that motivation to push. And it's really cool to see that, especially yeah. in like hard times. Oh, absolutely. And Jeremy, I mean, I have to add in because you said a key word is push. So people ask me how I view my business is how I lift my weights. I'm going to either fail or I'm going to succeed. And that's why I love powerlifting so much. You're either going to lift the weight or it's going to sink on your chest. It's live or die. And I live my life by that. So when I opened up this business, I wasn't afraid to do it. I'm like, I'm going to succeed because I know how I am. My brand is who I am. I know my heart, my work ethic, and my love and my passion for people. So I was like, there's no way it's going to fail. So exactly. for me, I bring my lunch pail in as a trainer. And then my clientele bring their lunch pail in, and we go at it, and there's no failure. Mark Cuban said something interesting. I listened to another podcast, and they were interviewing him and how he, you know, got his billions through his party party stage of life. And I think it was early on, this is pre-internet, everyone, same thing, we're, we're saying to him that he was dumb, right? Like, yeah. hey, man, why, why are you doing, why are you trying to sell the, you know, he was selling and buying and selling stocks, right? Uh, and they just thought he was crazy on on his approach. But look at him now. Oh, yeah. You look at every entrepreneur, there's there's some sort of a, um, adversity in their life where they're being told no. And I think when when a lot of people are telling you no, that's when you know you got something. Oh, yeah. Sean, right. people think I'm crazy for doing this right now. To be honest with you. I mean, not, you not that I'm crazy. I mean, you are crazy. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll go ahead and put that out there. Yeah, I am a little crazy. I know that. But you got to be. You, you got to be. You know, that's what drives me is my craziness. But, uh, yeah, I've just had so many people tell me to wait, wait, and wait. But you can't get in, get far in life. Well, wait till Monday, right? It's yeah. always, oh, I'll, I'll oh, start yeah. on Monday. Let's wait. Let's wait. And for me, I'm like, what am I going to wait for? Yeah. Let's well, do it. I mean, yeah, if you, like, there's, there's, there's a big problem, I think, with, with that mentality of the wait till the time is right. If you, you can always make a, a reason why the time's not right. You can always figure that out. Yep. It's like, oh, you know, this, you know, this isn't the right time because uh, I just bought a car. This isn't the right time because I just twisted my ankle. This isn't the right time because of blah, 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 blah. There's always going to be a reason why it's not the right time. So unless you, unless you use your push to actually get it going and you keep pushing, it's never going to be the right time. You can always make an excuse for why it's not the right time. I couldn't agree with you anymore. So I think that's what makes, especially in living in a, in a capital, you know, capitalism and being the cornerstone of, of the United States and America, without that, the, uh, the entrepreneur spirit, we wouldn't even have half the crap that we have now. We wouldn't have the opportunities that, that we have now. And it's funny, Mark Cuban, he said this morning, before he was 21, he owned a bar. He couldn't even go to the place that he owned. 
And I was thinking, I go, dang, man, if I was 18 and I had, you know, even a, a 10% of that perspective, who'd have thought he's going to open up a bar before he's even 21? He couldn't, and then he got closed down, he got in trouble because he snuck his buddies in, right? So he ended up failing. But that's just what I love about where we live. If you If you have the drive and you have the vision, there's nothing, just like coming into your gym, I want to come in here if I want to move, you know, if I want to 10% on my bench press or whatever the goal it is that I set, you have to set your, the plan to get there. And you got to bring, you got to do your homework, right? You, I remember for weeks you were out shopping, looking at different places. You were doing your business plan. I mean, you went through some up and downs. Absolutely. Uh, through this process. I mean, you, you, you learned really quick which realtor to trust and what realtor not to not trust. Not to trust. Absolutely. Right. And and I think there's there's something for that because when you go open up your second facility or even if you go and sell this place later and if you move, well, you've already done this. Now you know what to do. Absolutely. Now, even if you break even, breaking even meaning you get to live here for free. You call, get to train. You get to do something for fun that you're going to do anyway. It's my man cave. Yeah, it's your man cave. <laughs> and then you sell it. It's a win. Oh, yeah. My, my plan in the future, to be honest with you, Sean, is probably – open up three locations. I just love traveling. So I'll probably keep one here and one on the East Coast and then one on the West Coast. No, you do, do like the, San, the the 35 belt, San Antonio, New Braunfels, Austin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Now, but be careful now because you're putting ideas in my head now. Well, <laughs> you're welcome. Idea, ideas are great. <laughs> ideas are great. Ideas get you going. Absolutely. You I mean, we were, I was, we were at a buddy's house yesterday talking about just ideas. And like I said, there, if there's something I will give Sean, which I don't like doing, but if there's something I, I will give Sean, he, he is always thinking. He's always got ideas. There, it's, it's a, it's, his hamster inside his head does not stop. I've never, I've never seen it stop. It's, it's a, it's a, it's in constant motion. It's a, it's a fantastic thing to see, and, you know, and it, it's and not, there's so many people that don't have that, you know, his drive, like, his drive isn't, you know, one particular thing, it's, it's ideas, like, ideas is his drive, and it's, it's, it's really cool to see, like you said, like, your drive right now is, like, you got this gym, you're promoting people, like, you, you can see it, you, when you're talking about it, and you hear, hear you talk about it, you can, you can see where that passion is. When Sean gets a new idea, you can just, you can see it. You can see him light up, and it's really cool to see. It's just, when, when, you, when you get to meet people and you get to talk to them and you can see where their passion is, because you can see that, that light turn on in the conversation, you're like, ah, oh, we just found their passion. It's, mm-hmm. it's a really cool thing to see, especially when they're all about it. Well, I think life is short. Life is short, and re- so recently I, I, I had a conversation, um, and as some people know, I'm transitioning in my career, and, and I admitted to him, you know, first I said, hey, this is what really drives me. Like, I love live productions. I love, obviously, podcasting, and I love experiences, and, and I would love to produce shows and produce events at, at a massive scale. So that gets me excited. I love bringing people around to give them a good experience. And then they walk away and they're like, dang, that was an awesome experience, right? Because nobody is going to remember what you say, but they're always going to remember on how you make them feel. 
So I've always been a believer in sales and marketing, whatever it is I'm presenting, I can do that more positively through a great experience, right? So I was having this conversation and, and, you know, we were discussing about something that I would love to do. And then after that, I followed up with, I go, so for the next 10 years, I'm going to chase cash. I'm, I'm going to chase capital. I'm going to work my butt off and maybe do a job that I'm not necessarily excited about. That's going to pay me really, really, really well. Unfortunately, all he heard was, well, I'm not driven by money. Well, that's a lie. I think everybody's driven by money to an extent. If you say that you're not driven by money, you're just, you're not doing yourself any justice. And there's nothing wrong with being driven a little bit by money because it's not the money itself. Money is just paper. It's what I can do with the money. Exactly. It's what I can do with that capital. So if I can go out and make a million dollars and $2 million in what I'm doing, man, one, I'm super grateful for that opportunity. But now look at the other lives. If I can create a massive event and now I can sell uh, 10 by 10, 10 by 20 where other businesses can come, now I've created a job market, which invests back into the community. So unfortunately, that young that person, all they said, all they saw was, oh, Sean must be motivated by money. That couldn't be that couldn't be any closer or further. How does, how does that quote go? Further from the truth. Any further. further from yeah, the that's truth. it. That's it. Right. I always mess things up. Here you go. That's kind of. Oh, it's my hey, thing. It's oh, my thing. Hey, Kirk. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um. So I think it's important. And Dan, I think you have a vision for BD Fitness, and and sometimes you don't owe an explanation to nobody as to why you're doing what you're doing because there's only one person you owe that to, and that's your family. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which is which is fan. Just real quick, just to punch in real quick, which is fantastic. We came to the soft opening. Whole family's here. It was it's it's so cool to see. It's not like it's obviously your passion. It's obviously your drive, but like the, you have that support system where they're just right behind you. It's just it's so cool to see. Oh yeah, let me tell you what. And and being married, if it wasn't for my wife Sarah, I tell you what, she's wonderful. I tell her all the time. She puts up with me. If she's watching it, she's probably laughing. We've had her ups and downs, but marriage teaches you a lot, you mm-hmm. know, and I Absolutely. love her to death. She's, she's in my corner. You know, you have Rocky and Mickey. Well, Sarah's like the uh, female version of Mickey. She's always keeping me going. So there's a lot of times she, she will disagree with what I do, but she sees my passion. She, she told me from when I first met her, which, by the way, I don't want to get into this, but when we first met, I was her personal trainer. So now we're married and a couple kids later, right? But I was her trainer. And uh, she just saw my passion in training. And she's like, Dan, you know, you're, you got something. When you, she's like, you're, you're the best trainer around. She's like, I don't care what anyone says. So she always has my back. And that's what's important. Absolutely. Any, any thought of marketing your style of training? And, I mean, BD Fitness already has a pretty DB. good. Sorry, DB Fitness has a great yep. brand. Um, that's my, um, when you, when you switch things up, dyslexia. Is it, yeah, that's oh. it. I couldn't think of the word. That's just Kirk spirit coming out. Yeah, Kirk spirit. <laughs> um, you already have this great brand, obviously your logo, the colors and any, any thoughts of, of putting that all together and creating that, that, that package. Cause that's what, that's what people are going to come to as you scale. Ha, ha, are there any thoughts on being able to capture that because that's going to be your your blend your proprietary oh yeah absolutely in the future that's something that you know back to when i first had this thought in 2006 of training athletes out of my garage right been doing it for years now at my own facility now but you know having 
having that package moving forward, what I did was I called building an empire. So since from 2006, all I did was take care of people. And it's like you talked about earlier about your experience, right? You want to create that experience at an event. So that's the best event people's ever been at, right? That's what I admire about you, Sean. And for me, it's the same principle. When you come in my domain and my gym and you're paying me to train you, you know, I'm going to get the best out of you one way or another. Where I'm going to find your weaknesses and make it your best. And from all those years of taking care of people, they've taken care of me. Like I had someone in here the other day. Her name's Caitlin. She, great girl. She goes to Texas State. She's an athlete, female, female athlete. She was yoking on my, if you saw my Instagram No, no, post. I saw it on the Instagram. That yeah, awesome. she was doing some yoke. And while she was here, you know what she told me? She said, Dan, you got two of your athletes here cleaning your gym. She said, that tells you how much they love you. Not just training, but she's like, you're building this family, DB Fitness. It's a family. And I said, absolutely. When everyone comes in here, I tell their mom and dads, I tell athletes, when you step your foot in this gym, I'm going to get the best out of you. But at the end of the day, you know I'm going to have your back. I'm going to put weight on the bar and I'm going to make you push. But I'll make sure you never get hurt. I got your back. Family is everything. So I built up this family and it's so cool to see right now, Sean, nationwide. Nothing makes me feel better than when I get a phone call. Hey, Coach Dan, I'm in Texas area. Or, hey, can I fly out and train with you at your gym? And these are people that I've trained with for the last 25, 30 years. Yep. I think that's what I fell in love with CrossFit. It was all family-driven. And I, the first time that I went, we sat down. Well, first they put me through a little workout. And we sat down and we talked about the goals that I wanted to hit and the philosophy behind CrossFit, right? Anyone can go sign up to some of these franchise gyms and, and go in there and run on the treadmill. or Absolutely. Right? Gyms. Yeah, global gyms, right? Yeah. Anybody can do that. And and it's just a revolving door, and, and they don't care if you're there or not. All they care that is you pay on time. Cash and, flow. And cash flow, that's it. Yep. And they'll, they'll, they'll probably sell probably 20 to 30% more of their maximum capacity because we all know as humans – especially in January, February, you think you're going to go to the gym and then you don't and then you forget about it. They depend, some of those, their revenue, their business model depends on people forgetting that they're paying and then not going. What's great about gyms like this is it, it does become a family. Absolutely. It, it becomes something that you start, like I remember, if I missed Friday nights at the CrossFit gym that I went to, I felt like I let down not just the, the owners, but the crew that I hung out with. Your team. My team. Yeah. Well, We'd go. That because you'd get a, you get a phone call and say, hey, Sean, you okay? Oh, or, or worse, not a phone call. Yeah, makes you feel worse. Yeah, it feels worse. Yeah. FOMO. Right? That's, oh, that's Kirk. That, that's definitely Kirk. That's definitely Kirk. But I think there's something to be said when you create an experience here. And I think because effort goes a long way when it's, when it's backed by positive experiences. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So going, fu- going, you know, in the future, Sean, I, yeah, this is just going to keep growing for me. Yeah, I'll be retiring here in a few years, and you'll see DB Fitness somewhere else and planting up all over the place. But it's a, it's a mindset. You know, I always tell people it's a mind-body connection. Absolutely. So is, uh, is powerlifting going to be the only thing outside of working? Or you may think about maybe going to strongman? Oh, uh, geez. I tell you what, I've been falling in love with this yoke right now. I bought strongman competitions. I love some, watching that on ESPN. When you see those guys. You get a couple of those Atlas stones, you might get start getting a niche. Yeah. You know, I, 
I actually already added in my workout program now where I have a yoking day. Yeah. Where I just let all my free of cost. I just tell all my clients that I train and family and friends. I'm like, hey, if you want to come in on Wednesday night, bring a friend night or whatever, and we're going to be yoking. But don't just come and sit around and play on your cell phone. You're going to be tightening up that weight belt, chalking up, and we're going to be yoking. It's a lot of fun. How do you, how do you, speaking of that, how do you find time for yourself, though? When, when do you normally get your workouts in? Oh, my God. Good question. My workouts, they, they come and go. You know, they, I, I'll work out early in the morning. I'll work out at lunchtime during work if I have to. After work, but I find the time. My drive is always there. I'm not, I'm not done yet competing. I still feel like I have a little bit more in the tank. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll find the time to work out, but I also will make sure I find a time to train my, ca- my clients because they're, they're my love. I pour a lot of love into my clients. Cl- I also, I also saw on your Instagram you got your, your daughter started. Uh, oh, I saw, yeah. I saw some squatting out of that. that young well, woman. you know, since we brought that up, uh, she decides that she wants to do powerlifting now, my daughter, oh, Chelsea. Oh, snap. And that's like a good thing and a bad thing to tell her dad. You know, I've been doing this over 25 years. I love the sport. So I watched my daughter squat the other day. Yeah, when you saw her on Instagram. I didn't teach my daughter how to squat yet. So whoever her coaches are at her school, actually, are teaching her right how to squat because she came in, Jeremy. Her depth was tight. Her hands, her elbows were locked in. I was like, she has better squat form than I have. Well, let's, let's, get, something, let's get something real quick. And I, the only reason I say this is sure. because, because uh, like I, was, I, I, coached for, I coached for years, like I said, gymnastics. Sure. Completely different thing. But it's, it's insane how much you don't know how much you teach your kids. That's true. You just said it. They're always watching daddy. Yep. They're always watching. I guarantee you taught her more about it than you think. I, I couldn't agree anymore. And then, and then when she got coached at her school, she probably already had a lot of that ingrained in her head and just naturally. Just watching me do it yeah. all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's really cool. But she signed up for her first competition. So what's your concern? Oh, snap. But so what's your <laughs> concern with it, though? Because, you, you know, you love the sport, but you said you had a concern. Oh, well, I think I have a long powerlifting co- career moving forward still, even though I've been doing it forever. But now that my daughter has interest in it, it's kind of like a legacy to push forward. So someday in the future when I'm not here, because I always tell my kids, Daddy and Mommy are not always going to be here. So I try to make my kids as independent as I can, as tough as they can, so they can handle any obstacle that is placed in front of them. But now that she wants to tackle this new obstacle of, hey, Daddy, I want to do powerlifting, I just signed her up for Gods of Iron. She never did powerlifting before. It's a big United States powerlifting at uh, USPA. It's coming up in New Braunfels in February, and she's never competed before, but her form is there. And I have a feeling she has a good coach. So uh, I'm going to be working with her, and... You know, maybe time for me to maybe hang it up in the future and uh, pour a little bit more into my, my kids. If that's what she wants to do, because she told me, Daddy, I want to power lift. And now my little one, Zoe, because I got three daughters, my little daughter Zoe says, Daddy, I want to start doing Spartans. I want to start doing Spartan kid races. So today when I saw all those kids, how many, 20 kids running through that obstacle course we had today? Man, that just melts my heart when I when, when you're teaching your young kids 
the importance of being healthy, especially with obesity being oh. the number one pandemic across the world right now. I mean, that's important. I think, you know, absolutely. It's, it's great to see people actually want to do some work. Yeah. Cause you don't see it. There's, there's a lot of kids now, I mean, like uh, we've, we've talked about it a couple of times. The, you have a lot of kids nowadays that love the instant gratification of the world. And when you can find those certain kids that just want to work, it, it's, it's really cool to see. You can, you can tell, you can tell that the, they got that from somewhere. Oh yeah, absolutely. She, uh, yeah, I'm excited about my kid powerlifting coming up. I'm not going to lie. I'm it's really gonna, it's, excited it's gonna be about really cool. it. You're going to lose your voice during that competition. You're just going to be yelling the whole time. I'm surprised they still have my voice. See, the problem is what's going to end up happening is you're going to have to keep powerlifting. That way you guys can do a meet together. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's Both of y'all take, take gold. Is that a story or what? Hey, <laughs> hey. Did you sign up for the competition? The Not the com- one in February because it's called Queens of Iron, which oh. is all women only. Oh, okay. But I'll make sure I'm there. So I'll make sure I'm there coaching her and she'll do well. Yeah, but in the future for a full meet, that's coming. So I'm going to prep her and get her ready for her first meet and then we'll go from there. Can you imagine just doing that? Like one day, like let's say 10 years from now, just for giggles, you're still there. You're still in it. She's still in it, and now y'all are doing a y'all are doing a powerlifting meet together, and she's like just out of high school. You're right there with her, and you guys, she's spotting you, and then you spot her same day. There's nothing better than that. I'm looking forward to it. How old is she? My daughter's 13. 13. <sighs> yeah, so she'll beat me. I've been powerlifting since I'm 15. She starts now. Look out. Do y'all have goals like goals on what she wants to hit during the competition? We haven't discussed that yet, but after today, we're going to be talking about it. Coach Dan, where can people find you? You can find me on uh, dbfitnessnow.com. Go check it out, my own website. Great website. A lot of good information on there. I see you've got some awesome swag. Can they purchase any of your swag online, or are you selling that all on yet? Uh, not selling it online yet, but, man, I get a lot of DMs. So if people yeah. want my merchandise for right now, they could DM me, and I'll get their address. And yeah, we got, we got headbands, T-shirts, oh, face everything. masks, stickers. Gators. Gators. Yep. Oh, yeah. So if you go to uh, dbfitness.com, yes. yeah, if you want some swag, make sure you mention Rando, and I'm pretty sure Dan will hook you up. dbfitnessnow.com. Yeah, dbfitnessnow.com. Well, what do you think, Jeremy? I try not to. It hurts my head a lot. Yeah, I'm, um, I don't want to be mean. Well, I do miss then, Kirk. Then don't. I do miss Kirk. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't miss Kirk? He's, He's Alabama. He's our Alabama boy. We miss him. Yeah. If you haven't listened to the other shows, hit that subscribe button. Just hit and, it. And while you're there, you might as well just, you know, tap that like button a yeah. couple, couple hit the times. Subscribe. Three. Hit the subscribe. We did the um, the Beer TV interview. If you're if you're a local San Antonio, Mike, Austin. Mike, 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 Mike. Yep, Mike. Uh, check out the Beer TV community podcast. That was phenomenal. Mike, check the founder. Facebook. It's fantastic. Founder of Beer TV came on, and they've got a, such an awesome community. It was pretty awesome having him on the show. It was really cool. It was, it was a, it was a, I think it was one of our, one of our few Zoom calls in, and he was, he was so happy to be here. And that his story alone, which is really cool. How many friends do you have from, growing up in, from elementary school, that you still talk to on a daily basis? Oh, very few. He has ten. There's ten of them. 
Yeah. They're still probably. talking on a daily basis, and they're all over. They're not even next to each other. It's I, really cool. I probably have two. It's a, it's a it's a really cool story, and I mean, but Dan, thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for Dan. Being hey, not on. a problem, man. This has been fun. This Anytime. Was a cool event, uh, and obviously you're gonna get really cool stuff from me. So appreciate you. All Re- right, awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, brother. See ya. Thanks, guys.